This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show as we're getting you geared up for the early signing day. It's next Wednesday as uh, Nebraska should have a you – know, they've got 15 commits as of Wednesday here this week. Um, and, you know, by next Wednesday they would like to have – you know, close to 20. I mean, it's hard to say the exact number they'd like to be at on a Wednesday, um, but doesn't necessarily mean, Nate, all those guys would sign early because the way the rules are, once you sign, you count on the 25. And if there's any academic questions at all, you're going to probably see Nebraska hold off to, you know, not have a guy sign. And, and you might even not, you might even see a guy or two not sign in February as, as they kind of wait to make sure their grades are in line. It's totally possible. I, I think that, um, you know, you just can't take chances right now, especially when you're Scott Frost and you're trying to maximize your roster and, and really flip things over. Um, you know, if someone's borderline, it, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of roll the dice there and, um, you know, risk kind of getting getting bit in the in the long run uh, if someone falls short. So there, I think there are, could be a couple long term or long time commitments that that uh, kind of delay the signing until February until they kind of have a better a better idea of exactly where they're at. But um, you know, like like we were saying earlier in the show, I think ideally uh, they would like to be you know right around twenty signees in the boat um, and over and done with. You know, kind of you can kind of move on to to the to what's left but uh i do think there's going to be you know maybe a couple guys where they they delay things or you know a lot of the junior college prospects that, that they've kind of um have gotten after here over the last few weeks or last month or two uh you know if those are if those guys are not early enrollees they will not sign them early um they will wait until the february signing period to to get those guys in you're listening here to the husker online show as um, we talk recruiting here with Nate Klaus and Nate. Nebraska picked up a junior college commit this week. Is it Etava? Etava? Etava. Etava. Magua. Malga. Malga. Okay, yeah. I totally. <laughs> yeah, inside linebacker out of Diablo Valley College. Um, you know, originally from American Samoa. So this is a guy who you know grew up in American Samoa, playing. You know, and was started playing football. Uh, had a dream of of kind of continuing that, trying to wanted to play in college and maybe even beyond. He moved to California um, and uh, enrolled in Diablo Valley College. It was actually a gray shirt. So he graduated in 2017, gray shirted uh, his first year. Um, and then he came in as a cornerback. He was about 5'11", buck 75, and he grew three inches and has gained over 40 pounds since uh, beginning junior college. So he, he started as a corner, moved to safety, and then this past season played outside linebacker, uh, was the defensive player of the year in his conference. But this kid is explosive. He's fast. He, he's like a missile on the football field. And, um, you know, and, and he's kind of a, an under-the-radar guy. And, and I know that some fans are, you know, they'll get skeptical when you, when you label someone as kind of a diamond in the rough. Trying to or, put lipstick on a pig. Yeah, almost or. but I'm telling you, you go watch the film of this guy. And, um, and, and he stands out. He, he, I don't know if Nebraska really has an inside linebacker uh, whose high school or junior college film looked quite like this guy's. I mean, he's extremely disruptive, 23 tackles for a loss, seven sacks on the season, um, has got a motor. I mean, his, his first step, um, his quickness, and then just the, his motor and how he plays the game 
really, really exciting. And so um, he became, I think he, he quickly became, you know, the, maybe their top target. And I think that's part of the reason why Jamoy Hodge and Nebraska kind of parted ways there. I think they, they felt like they could get Malga, who they obviously liked as much or maybe even more than Hodge. And then uh, we're seeing some late movement with, the, with some higher ranked uh, high school inside linebackers too. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really good solid pickup here for Nebraska, and and he's a guy who's going to be an early enrollee. He's a three for two uh, transfer, and and should you know at least pl- push for if not push for a starting role, uh, most definitely will I think be in the rotation uh, for Barrett Root at the inside spot. So yeah, you mentioned. Um obviously the decommitment. I mean, what happened there? I mean, was it a deal where Nebraska, I mean, obviously they had a better guy here that they wanted, but I mean, was it as simple as that? Or do you think there was an academic question that, that caused them to make this decision as well? Yeah. You know, I, I I do know there was a little bit of an academic component too, but you know, from, from the junior college coaches, their independence that I spoke with, uh, that was, that was a minor thing, uh, but you know, like I like we mentioned earlier, you can't really take any chances uh, when there is something on the transcript that you're that you're worried about, um, you know. And he was planning on being a, a, a mid-year guy, early enrollee, and um, like I said, the emergence of Malga, and then the you know maybe the uh, the academic concern with with that one particular class. Um, you know, and, and then all of a sudden the emergence of some of these other high school inside linebackers that, that are pretty highly ranked and, and, and highly thought of, I think just kind of caused Nebraska to say, you know what, I think we're going to maybe move on and, and part ways here. And, um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I mean, Hodge was a really good player and he was, he was really broken up about it. Uh, you know, I know this is kind of the, it's kind of the, the cost of doing business, I guess, you know, these things happen with recruiting, but. Uh, he was really fired up to play at Nebraska and, uh, and to play for Barrett Rood, and um, he, he was he was pretty broken up. But uh, silver lining, you know, as soon as literally an hour after he decommitted or, or posted that he was, you know, his recruitment was open, he landed three or four new offers. I think Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Louisville came in. Uh, so he, he's got plenty of good options still too, but uh, but you know with the the commitment of Malga, I think is uh, that's a big step in kind of solidifying the inside linebacker position in this class. Good thing last year she was not at Independence this year. That would have been a pretty yeah, that would have been pretty ugly. Um, yeah, Jason Brown may have had some words <laughs> with Nebraska <laughs> if, the, if he was still there and the cameras were still down there. Now, Nate, it was a big weekend. Um, you know, you look at the guys that were in. I mean, theoretically. The four guys that were in, Jordan Riley, Jamari Butler, Magua was already committed, and Feldarius Payne. I mean, all those guys could be commits right now, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they very well could be. Now, Payne, is, he's not going to be um, you know, graduating until May. And so he's going to be one of those guys that – They might wait all the way till May then. Yeah, so I don't think that we'll see – You know, he's committed to NC State. So if he does decide to, to open things up, theoretically, um, obviously he's looking around if he visited Nebraska. But, you know, if he decides to, to kind of, um, you know, go Nebraska's way, I don't know if he'll necessarily sign in December. I think that'll be a February type of deal since he won't be um, able to transfer until May. But, yeah, with, uh, you know, with uh, Jordan Riley, who's a North Carolina bounce back defensive tackle, defensive end, he's about 6'5", 310 pounds, uh, could play either position. Um, you know, he's a mid-year guy, two for two. Uh, and so uh, I think that we could very well see him commit and sign here uh, in the next week or so. And, um, you know, and, and then, um, you know, 
Jamari Butler is a high school kid. Decommitted from Tennessee. Decommitted from Tennessee, outside linebacker out of out of Alabama, and um, you know who basically said, "I'm down to Nebraska and TCU." He's visiting TCU this weekend, and then he's going to be making a decision. So, um, and he's one of the you know he's one of their outside linebackers that that they've been after that kind of really came out of nowhere during his senior year, and then all of a sudden landed a ton of SEC, Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve offers. And so, um, you know, he just had a huge season after being primarily a basketball prospect. But he's 6'4", 210, super athletic. Uh, he's got that, that long, rangy body uh, that, that they really like. So um, I, I like Nebraska's chances there. Uh, they just kind of have to survive the TCU visit this weekend. Yeah, what, now you look at it, Nate, though, just the way Nebraska has gone after so much later offer-type JUCO guys – why is that? And I mean, do you get why fans might be skeptical or concerned about that? Yeah, I, well, I totally get it. I mean, it, it does kind of remind you of, um, you know, the the classic late Bo Pelini scramble uh, that we all kind of became accustomed to when when he was uh, in charge, and uh, seemed like recruiting was always on the back burner during the season, and then uh, the season got over, and you're going, oh. Shoot, all of our top, you know, all of our Plan A guys are are off the board, committed elsewhere, or don't have interest in us. So, um, and 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 a lot of the Plan B guys already have something going, and so now all of a sudden you're you're starting from scratch. And uh, but that's not necessarily the case here. You know, we we know we've talked about it all season long. All the visitors that Nebraska has been bringing in, um, they're still heavily involved with a lot of those guys that have that have made their way to campus. But I think as far as the JUCO offers and, and pursuit of those players goes. I think it's more of a of a deal where Nebraska said, "Hey, we really need help." You know, because last year, if you recall, they didn't they didn't bring in any JUCOs, uh, which they, in in hindsight they probably should have. Uh, but and I think they were trying to avoid really hitting that super hard. Uh, but they they said this year they identified a handful of positions and they want to bring guys in, but they're trying to be smart about it. And you know a lot of these guys are either four for five or three for three, uh, three for two. So they're not, it's not like they bring in five guys that are all going to be leaving a hole in the roster in a couple of years. All right, we're going to pick up this conversation when we come back in our final segment. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 